1: Today on an all-new Dr. Phil, is mom wreaking havoc on your marriage?
2: She went after him with the intention of hurting him.
1: When you get disrespected, you talk like you're in a street gang. They're both driving me crazy. I think you're all acting like a bunch of children. And should this daughter cut her mom out of her life? You kicked me out after I just had chemo. Is this over money? Will their relationship end here?
3: Seriously, mom. Stand by, Dr. Phil. Some
0: say it's a hard life, but it's hard for us.
1: A family, and I know you do, then you don't want to miss today's show because we're talking about fights between in laws and spouses or parents and their children that can destroy a marriage. Now, Jessica says she hoped that her family would love her husband as much as she says she does. Turns out her mother and most of her family say, mm, not so much. In fact, they say they hate him. So today we're going to find out if this tug of war can stop. So let's have Jessica and her husband, Seth, can come out and sit right here. And the mothers, Irma and Gloria, can join me as well. Now, let's just get started. Last week, Seth called his mother-in-law and said all this fighting was her fault. Now, Irma is the mother-in-law for Seth, uh, threatened that she'll never see her grandsons again. Then during a breakup, Jessica ran to her mother's house to get away. Seth followed her and, according to Irma, caused a drunken scene. Is this just a constant thing?
4: It's uh, at least once a week I get attacked or I get ugly looks or name calls and just all kinds of stuff happens.
1: And you did get attacked.
4: Take a look. Irma lunged at me and it took her brother and Jessica to try to hold her back.
2: She was throwing, waving her arms around, trying to hit him and grab him. She went after him with the intention of hurting him.
4: I was holding my son, trying to put him in the car seat for us to leave. And while I was doing that, her mother was screaming profanity at me in Spanish. She was saying, just about every bad name you could think of.
2: There's really no telling if he would have dropped the baby.
4: I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It really made my jaw drop.
5: Her emotions were just off the charts. I'm not afraid to confront him especially when he does disrespect me. I get so angry that I literally want to go over there and just slap him.
1: Well, it gets worse. Seth and Irma say their worst confrontation was the day Jessica gave birth. Their war actually began, you were, lo- you were just in the delivery room getting ready to do this, right?
2: Uh, it was about 30 minutes before I actually had Okay, my
1: so son. you two get in a fight over her? You're on opposite sides bed. of the bed? Yeah. So you're I was literally, literally in, the in the middle. Well, let's take a look.
2: Everything changed the day that I delivered my first son, Deacon.
1: Before the delivery Jessica, and
4: I had decided as a family that we wanted to be in the room together just as, as Jessica was going into labor. And her mom started yelling at me from across the bed, you're such an Who do you think you are?
5: I don't really quite recall what I might have said to Seth. I had my parents on my right side of me and
2: Seth on my left side of me, and they were yelling at each other, and I was, like, in intense labor. I was hyperventilating. They did have to give me an oxygen mask. The
5: baby's heartbeat was going up.
4: The doctor was worried that there was going to be complications because of the stress, and so at that point, they asked her mother to leave the room.
5: We felt like strangers out in the lobby, like we were just nobody. We didn't even feel like grandparents at that time.
4: I do feel that Jessica's mom ruined the birth of my first son.
1: Okay. Uh,
5: You know, Dr. Phil, I see that, and the argument in the the, uh, birthing room was when the doctor turned around and asked, because I was not in there arguing. The doctor asked, who is going to be in the delivery room? And, and, and that's when he said. And Seth answered. And that's when he said, just me and Jessica, which really surprised me because I really thought that they were going to let me do this. We had already we brought it up before. It's not your call. I know it's not my call, Dr. At that time,
1: at that moment, what you need to do is make a 180 and leave the room. You don't run your own agenda while your daughter is having a baby. Come on. Now, that is the (laughs) ultimate of selfishness. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth, and I got a feeling all four of you are going to go home today mad at me, and that's okay, because I'm telling you, I think you're all acting like a bunch of children. I think you're all acting like a bunch of children. You've done a wonderful job raising this young woman, yes. and nobody's saying that and you I will haven't. I
5: continue to. She is my daughter, and she's I will, your grown daughter. She's my grown daughter, and Who I will. Who now has be, her own family? Right, but I will always be part of my grandchildren's uh, life. Also, you know, for Seth to tell me that I'm not ever going to see them, you know, he's putting, he's putting a lot of fire in there too. That's something I may
4: have said out of anger, and I know I would never keep her from them.
1: Well, I, then I, don't, I, don't say hot, it. That's a but cheap you shot. That is a cheap shot. It is emotional extortion to threaten your mother-in-law with your child, to say you will never see your grandchild again. That is a cheap shot, and it is something that she does not deserve. And what's more, your child doesn't deserve that. I mean, extended family and grandmothers are very important. I just feel
4: completely backed into a corner by the family because I've tried to be a part of the family. I've tried to get along with everybody, and it just seems like I'm an outcast, and And they just want to have the life with them, and and it includes me. We're a family, and we stick together.
1: Okay, but now, listen, you're not beaver cleaver in this thing. Never said I was. Okay, but, I mean, you're not. When when Seth and Jessica have a fight, she turns to her parents, bad idea, and ends up going over to their house. So what happens, let me tell you, what happens when you all do that? You go over and dump all the trash on your parents, and that's all they get. They're not there for the makeup. They're not there for the, I hope they're not. They're they're not there for all that good stuff at the end. Uh, There's more in-law trouble here. Seth's mom has a few opinions about Jessica's mom. We'll hear from her when we come back.
5: Irma was visibly upset and angry at the wedding. She came up to me and said that myself and my son were never gonna be welcome in her home and that Seth had a lot to prove. I just couldn't help myself. That's how I really, really felt.
4: It was evil and manipulative. It was a real stab in the back.
1: Jessica says she's caught between her mom and her husband and wants to know how to stop the family feud. I think she wants to know that. Is she truly a victim or is she really part of this problem in agitating the situation?
2: My parents have always been there for me, and then I met Seth.
1: Jessica relies
4: on her parents way too much.
2: Every time something happens with my husband, I do go running back over there because that's my safety net.
4: I feel like there's always going to be a competition between me and Jessica's mom if we don't resolve this. As
2: long as she needs me, I'm going to be there. I'd get very torn between the middle of them. How do you choose between your parents who've raised you and and done everything for you and the man that you're supposed to build the rest of your life with?
1: Well, Sesmom Lori is here and says Jessica needs to stop running to mom and dad to badmouth her son. You you think that's a bad idea?
5: I think it's a horrible idea. No, I was taught that when you get married, you leave your parents and you cleave to your spouse. But you do not stop being a mother to your children once they leave the home, which is your belief. You stop being a mother. Let him work out their own problems. And that is wrong,
1: Laurie. I want to read, I want to read a quote that, that you told us. Um, you said, Seth's mom is an idiot. Her philosophy is, once kids are out of the house, they have their own lives and have to deal with their own problems. Right. What? What is idiotic about that?
5: When your children are having certain problems uh, with Seth, you know, the way he treats my daughter, Mm -hmm. the way he is with her, how he disrespects her, back and forth. I mean, time after time after time. Mm -hmm. We are not asked to come into this situation with their problems, Dr. Phil. He always pulls us in. He always
1: pulls this in. Well, this is about setting up some boundaries. Do you want to know what I think, really? Or have you decided you don't want to know? No,
5: I respect you, Dr. Phil, and I am very open minded about everything you have to say. I,
1: I think you are a very well intended, loving mother that would do anything in the world for your daughter and your grandchildren.
5: Not only for my daughter, for anybody. You know, a friend, anybody.
1: But here's the thing. You, you fail to make a jump. You fail to make a leap. You said in that tape a few minutes ago, she's my baby. But you need to recognize that she has moved to another phase of her life. And so your parenting has to move to another phase. You're now not mothering a baby. You're mothering a grown woman that is a mother of her own, has a family of her own, And you've got to respect boundaries and stay out of this situation because what you want, isn't what you want is for her to be happy and successful and thrive with her own family? Yes. But yet you're trying to keep her as a dependent teenager. Not intentionally, but recognize that by violating those boundaries and not putting them up, when she comes running to you, you really need to say, listen... You need to resolve this in some way. I can't fix your problem for you. This is between you two. Are you, you know, part of the problem here?
5: Right now, I am. I am, but, you know, I... Should, should you
1: be getting in a physical confrontation with your well, son-in-law when, or anybody else?
5: When you get disrespected but in that your that's own oh, example. are we in a screen I know that's wrong. It, it, this isn't know, the Crips is, and the Bloods. That is really, really wrong because I am to set the example. I am the example. I'm an adult.
1: I am the mother Okay, but, st- you know, Okay. Let me, let me stop you. You just said, I'm to set the example. Yes. I'm the adult, I'm the mother, and he, you're saying that to justify
5: no, I'm whooping an ass on your son-in-law? No, sir, but when he pushes you, right now he's very nice and calm and everything. There's a totally different side of Seth. Totally, totally. Uh, listen,
1: I, I didn't just yeah. come in on a load of turnips, and I get, <laughs> I get that he can grow horns and become a problem. But there is no set of circumstances where you should be getting into a physical fight with him or anybody else. And
2: I know that. You just said right now, well, when he disrespects you in your house, but th- and that's an excuse.
1: Seth says in the heat of battle, he has said some things that he wished he hadn't said that just weren't right. We're going to find out what the most hurtful thing he ever said to Jessica was.
5: When it comes to my daughter, Jessica, I can be a royal bitch. I'm very, very protective. And because of Seth's ups and downs, we continue to be concerned with Jessica and the boys.
4: I would describe Irma as a very power-driven, controlling mother. If you go against Jessica's mother, it's like going against God.
1: Well, Jessica says that her mother, Irma, and her husband, Seth, just despise each other. And most of their family feels the same way. Uh, In fact, her father told Jessica to divorce Seth just a few days ago. Now, Irma says she's tried to remain civil with Seth and in a show of camaraderie even cusses him out in Spanish so he doesn't understand (laughs) all of the hurtful things that she's saying. Irma says she can't believe the name Seth calls Jessica or how lazy he is as a father and a husband. Let me just kind of go through a list of things I made about Seth, who you say shows one side here and another side other times. Um, you cuss at Jessica in front of Irma. You've called her a bitch, in front of her mother. The fight is uh, mutual,
4: I mean Jessica get That's into it That's not an essay question. <laughs> Hey, it gets heated, I'm not going to lie, it's That's not an essay question. It's not, that's it's not a, not a yes, picnic. That's a
1: yes or a no. You either have done that yes, or you Yes, I have. have. Okay. You've called her the B word. Yes, I have. You said to Jessica, and I quote, according to Jessica's sister, who we'll talk to in a minute, who's going to want you with your stretch marks and scars? Did you say that? Yes, I did um i'm gonna
4: i'm gonna add to that i love my wife very much marriages like i was saying aren't picnics they take <clears> a lot of a lot of work and me and jessica went into this marriage not knowing each other we had a child very early in the relationship and we're still growing and getting to know each other and every day it gets better and i think that our love gets stronger every day no so, matter what her
1: family does but, no matter what you're not proud of that behavior on his part
5: no, I'm not. But I will also add that the chaotic, volatile nature of their family was there long before Seth ever came into it. No, I am not proud of the fact that my son has gotten uh, caught up in all of that. I'm not yeah, proud of no, that I'm at all. We have not I didn't your make son him like that, Lori. Do not okay. blame this on us. But yeah, I but he son did,
2: did son. that by
1: himself. Okay, there seems to be a common denominator to these physical confrontations. Seems like Seth's always there. I mean, the opponent changes, but somehow or another, sweet Seth is always there. We'll be right back.
5: I believe that Seth has a lot of maturing to do and a lot of things that he has to work on. He needs to love my daughter, respect her parents, and take care of your family before he will be my ideal son-in-law.
1: Okay, Jessica's sister Lori is on the phone. She says Seth is fake, manipulative, and a coward who tries to charm everybody. Uh, says you no longer welcome at their house because you got in a fight with her husband. So, Lori, what'd you have to say?
5: Um, I just think, Dr. Phil, that uh, a lot of the issues, I do agree, are, are really Jessica and Seth's issues. And they are both actually really guilty of bringing the family into um, their problems.
1: What happened with your husband?
2: Um, I'm really not at liberty to speak about that because it's still under. Um Seth is pressing charges against him.
4: Yeah, he attacked me in my towel when I was shaving in the restroom
2: with our two-year-old right there. Okay, yeah. listen,
1: just
5: Ed brought. The baby
4: son in there to watch there me there get beat up by. He's, by... he's an ex-prison like, guard. That's what your
5: daughter oh, okay. told me. Most of the time, you have never <clears throat> been around, so... No, I don't get caught that, up in that, Irma. I'm even surprised you're even here, Lori. Better. I think that sh- they, no. they have she taken... I have, you, I have never seen you support your son in this, you know? I've never my seen... I am 100% too supportive busy, of my life. Doing no, your own little life. I am really surprised that you're here. I believe that they've taken my civility and my respect for Irma as her mother his mother-in-law and deacon and Dominic's grandmother as a sign of weakness, as a sign of, I don't care. And that's not true.
1: Let me, let me just cut to the bottom line here, okay? This is your marriage. It seems like alcohol is involved a lot. So you're a father now. Just don't do that. You just have to recognize when I pour alcohol on a volatile situation, it's gonna flame up. So, come on, it it doesn't take a... There's a pattern here, you need to stop doing that. You need to get out of their lives so far as an advice giver, a confidant, an interjector in this. Have a wonderful relationship with your daughter, but you have to grow up. It's like you're doing this the same way you did it when you were a teenager, and you need to put up some boundaries and recognize that if you've got problems with your husband, taking them to your mother who is anything but objective. (laughs) She's gonna tell you, she's gonna side with you, she's not gonna see things in you, she's going to really contaminate the situation, because you engage her unfairly. You need to be mature enough to put up boundaries and keep the in-laws out of the relationship. If you get into a a disagreement with your husband, resolve it with your husband. And I tell you what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna provide some resources to the two of you so you have an objective professional to go talk to if you get in problems.
2: I I understand. And you
1: can't go running home every time you get in a fight. How many times have you run home during this marriage? I, I do not even tell you. If you don't want to be married, then don't. But, but I, if you're going to be married, then plug in and do it. But don't run home to Mama every time you get your feelings hurt. Okay, next, um, unless they've run out the back door, uh, we have another family here that pits mother uh, versus daughter. Uh, one says the other's a drama queen, and she wants to cut her out of her life. The other says... She's got the nerve to take all of her money. We'll be right back.
3: Mom acts like she does everything. Like, look at me, look at all I do for Andrea.
0: Andrea has a sense of entitlement. She's called me a selfish bitch.
1: You're a monster.
3: All she cares about is the money. I'm not even as important as her house.
1: Closed captioning provided by Andrea says her war with her mother, Vicki, started three months ago when Vicki gave her an ultimatum. Pay rent or move out of one of her rental properties. They've barely spoken since.
0: My current relationship with my daughter is very turbulent. Andrea has a sense of entitlement.
3: I feel justified that we didn't pay rent. We put a lot of work into that house.
0: She exhausted my funds. I'm telling her that they need to pay rent and she's always use medical stuff as an excuse. She had two heart attacks, and she was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I feel bad about all of that, but my mortgage company doesn't care. I gave them an ultimatum that they either needed to start paying rent or move. The fight was on. It wasn't like I said, let's figure out another way to make her more miserable. She called me a selfish bitch, greedy. You're a lousy mother, you're a monster.
1: Well, here's what her daughter, Andrea, wants you to know before you pick sides.
3: I call my mom St. Vicki. She acts like she does everything. Like, look at me, look how perfect I am, and look at all I do for Andrea. My mom bought a home and we lived there. She didn't have a problem with us not paying rent. She knew we didn't have the money. She would tell us, don't worry about paying, you need the money, and then hold it over our heads like we're horrible people. My mom is very manipulative, very controlling. She just blows up. She'll scream and yell. She says, I'm a spoiled brat. I'm being a bitch. She's called me white trash. My mother made the ultimatum. I needed to move out or pay her rent. I'm upset at the timing. In December of 07, I had a heart attack. I believe that my mom's caused a lot of my stress. I was diagnosed with cancer four months ago. It's like six years and all of a sudden now you have to pay rent when you have cancer. We didn't have any money. I had $60 in my bank account. How could we give her rent? All she cares about is the money. I'm not even as important as her house. I'm grateful. I'm extremely grateful because she's given us a lot, but I felt really betrayed by her. She didn't realize how much I lose by having cancer, so I've lost my whole life. And she just doesn't even see how that hurt me. That is my home I lived in for almost seven years, where I felt comfortable and safe. And she took all of that away.
1: Okay, so what it sounds like, you picked a time when she was really having serious health problems. After six years, you chose that time to kick her out. What do you say about that? That's not the
0: truth, and she knows that's not the truth. I've been telling her all along. She moved out a year ago.
3: No, you kicked me out a year ago
0: because you had a boyfriend and you're running around town with him.
3: Mom, you know that's not even true. That is true, Andrew. So you kicked me out because you didn't like my lifestyle?
0: Uh, yes, and I told you exactly then I was not. The reason, the reason know. why you lived in that house with those grandkids was because of the kids. You know, it's like you had you had Melody, and that's what we started with. And then you decided to have, have another baby and bring him into the ha- family, and we had a big argument that Christmas. So don't say that I just because started because of you.
3: We had an argument because of you. You didn't like the fact that I told Melody that she needed to behave. You said in your house, Melody should be able to do whatever she wants.
0: You no, know that, that, that was That's the argument. The, truth. the ending of the argument was you screaming and hollering at me, saying, I've never been a mother. I've never been there for you. Have you, really? And I, I told mean, you to bring the car that I had been paying for for that year and get out of that house. No, no, I, I and
1: actually get
0: out of told that you. house. I was giving that you was the that, car. That was that Christmas. And so Simon was, was right there. So it
1: was punitive. It's been told over and over. But it was punitive. You were saying, I don't like the choices you're making, so I don't want to support those exactly. choices. Okay. Were you at all sensitive to the fact that she had life-threatening illnesses?
0: Yes. And I told her, that's why I told her, they could move in the house with me. And they had talked about doing that a month before that. Simon was the one that told me that they weren't going to be able to afford to, to pay for insurance. And that they, they would have to move in the house with me.
6: Simon. So, mean, yeah, her house, unfortunately, would be great because it's huge, as you've seen. In her house, it's not kidproof. It's not ever going to be kidproof, and she wasn't going to make it kidproof for us.
1: What's your goal here,
6: Dr. Phil? When this all
0: started, I hoped that she would move in because of the cancer. I wanted to take care of her, and I was taking care of her. I'd been to the doctor visits. I mean, she can sit there and say, "I've never been there." I mean, you know, I've been you there for there
3: till I was twenty-five years old. You bought the house for my brother and I to move in. That house was supposed to be mine, Mom. Grandma was supposed to give it to me. That's what you guys decided. You guys had told me that since I was, what, 14 years old.
0: That house that you're talking about that you were supposed to be given, mm-hmm. the you one sold. that you're, the one, right, was, was sold because of taxes. Grandma told you that on your deathbed, and she no, was she never didn't. giving it to you.
3: Did you, you forget the other part where she said, you know, take care of Andrea?
0: Did you forget the part she said, take care of your mother?
3: Yeah, and I think I have.
1: <laughs> okay. uh, when we come back, we're going to find out what uh, Simon has to say uh, about this war. We'll be right back. Dr. Phil.com, brought to you in part by... Don't you worry boy. Get the expert care you deserve with the back and ship promise. Only at the UPS store. Travel consideration provided by in my busy kitchen. I want nothing but the best. Eggland's best.
4: I love Eggland's best because of all the great nutrition. That's why they're the only eggs I make for my son to show. Eggland's Best, the better
1: egg. We do our shows in front of a live audience, and we have a great time here, don't we, everybody? <laughs> So if you want to be in the Dr. Phil audience, go to DrPhil.com and click on Be in the Audience or call 323-461-PHIL, 323-461-7445.
3: My mother's a monster. I had gotten pregnant by an ex-boyfriend. I had asked Simon to tell my mom while I was in the hospital. He told her and she went creepy, telling him that the smartest thing I could do is have an abortion and that she was sick and tired of having to take care of my mistakes.
0: This is not right. You have three kids already, you can't have another baby. I'm always the one that has to pick up the pieces.
1: Well, it's been mother against daughter ever since Vicky served Andrea with an ultimatum, start paying rent or get your own place. Simon and Andrea say it's Vicky who creates all the drama. And here's Simon's take on that.
6: The relationship between Andrea and her mother is very strained. Vicki likes to control Andrea with money. With Vicky paying our rent, she definitely used that against us as control. She would hold the money over our heads. Vicki has come up with how much we owe her for rent. She doesn't discount for the work that we put into the property. At her primary residence, we put in ceiling fans. I did landscaping work and a number of things, hanging plasmas on the wall. Anything that she wanted, it was drop what I was doing and run over there and take care of Vicky's needs. I feel that it's very poor taste for Vicky to do this at this point in time. I think she's doing this just to regain control.
3: You know, I have been here for my mother my whole life. You know, she's done crap in my life, that is just wrong. And she's put us in situations we should not have been in. And it's like, and she sits here and acts like she's this perfect, perfect person, and she's not. And it's like, yeah, I lived in that house, but it's like, we had paid rent. We had put money into that house. I never said I'm owed it. I'm not, I'm not owed her giving me a place to live.
1: Well, that's my next question.
3: And I, you... I said it over and over again to the people.
1: Do you feel that she, because of your grandmother and what she said, do you feel that she owes it to you to make these houses or money or support available to no, you? I don't. Okay, well, so, because that'll clear this up right fast. You, you So you don't feel that she owes you no. anything no. monetarily?
3: No, I don't.
1: Okay, so where's the rub?
3: <clears throat> she sits there, and it's like, if, The reason why she kicked me out of the house is because the day that she told us that we needed to move out was a very bad day. I was very sick. I had just had chemo. I was coming down with a cold. And it's like if anyone knows about chemo, you feel like crap. I had just lost my insurance, not even knowing how I'm going to be able to go to the doctor's. And she just starts going off about how she's irritated. She's tired of it. She's all this. And, and I'm like, I don't feel good. Do you mind not doing this right now? I said, I've had a pretty crappy day. And that's what caused us from being kicked out. No, it wasn't. There was no other reason. Oh,
0: yes, there was. Okay, well,
3: we, we, I don't argue with her. She's always <laughs> right. She tells me every day how I'm wrong. OK,
1: so what's your question for me?
3: As, should I keep her in my life? No. I, that's what I was thinking.
1: No, it's not working for you. No. You've either got to redefine the relationship or you've got to protect yourself. Uh, you've had two heart attacks. You're, you're fighting cancer. You're just finishing chemo. Stress and all of that is the worst thing you could be subjecting yourself to right now. I agree so with you. Do you want to know if you need some distance from her at this point? The answer is yes. You do because you physically can't afford the stress of a constant turmoil and dialogue with your mother. This emotionally, hopefully you can work this out. I'm happy to make resources available to you to help you do that, but you have to protect yourself physically. You have children that depend and rely upon you. You need to take care of their mother, and if you two are gonna be bickering back and forth all the time, that is a physiological reality you can't endure. Mm
3: Mm-hmm, I agree with you.
1: That's, I mean, I don't know. You can just you know, go on. If, if, if you're wanting to protect your money and your wherewithal to support yourself at this time in your life, then she's telling you she has no expectation from you to provide her, for her financially in any way. So that should decompress you in that regard, right? I think your timing is very unfortunate in this situation, but that's where we are. And what well, you're saying is I you wish she was wish different. She went and yes. Told my yeah. I and wish that she was a mother that could yeah, I, help. You, you wish she was different and you wish that because you guys think that she did this because everything was becoming about you mm-hmm. and you were being focused on because of your illness mm-hmm. and that she didn't like that so she had to do something that put her back center stage.
3: Yes. Because after I had my heart attack, actually when she kicked me out the first time, and i moved back in she knew very well i couldn't financially afford to pay her rent she she knew that and you then i had you were my heart attack to get two
0: jobs to pay the rent Yeah. and you, you know what? Stand
3: and, what and i'm sorry but who's who's going to help me with two jobs i don't have anybody else to help me Auntie, he works a 40 you promised, hour day
0: you promise and simon wasn't supposed and to then move I back in had a heart in.
3: attack what a month later no, because two I'm so later. stressed, Mom. You stress me completely out. I stressed out. you out. Yeah, not having did. an
0: affair, doing all the stuff that you were doing. I didn't
3: doing. have an affair. I left my husband.
0: Oh please.
1: Okay, look, you know,
0: Doctor. It's like this is this is like it. It's like you know she's saying I got in an argument with her. That's what caused me to do that that day. No, I'll tell you what caused me to do that day. One one more time. It was his mouth. Him telling my telling her that my granddaughter was not his responsibility. And that's when I walked, and when he got home from work, and he knows it because he was there, and I told him, I said, you had a bad weekend because you've been watching her that's not your responsibility, that little 10 year old? I said, I've been doing this for six years, and you, none of you were my responsibility. And every time I come to the house, Dr. Phil, he can't, I mean, all this work they're doing, he can't even be bothered, you know, mowing the lawn. You Mom, know, once I a, had
3: just had how many surgeries? I had just found I had cancer, and you care about the freaking. He can't lawn? mow the lawn? He once, did mow the lawn.
0: Oh, once well, a month. Listen, know, and, I, I,
1: I got to tell you, just let me get personal for a minute. Because I've got kids that are grown, 29 and 22, and they're just not my job anymore. Oh, thank you, Dr. Phil. They're just not my job. Thank you. Um, mm. uh, do you love your daughter? I love her very much. Do you care what happens to her? I care very much. No, she doesn't. You know, seriously,
3: seriously, Mom, you kicked me out after I just had chemo. I couldn't even get out of bed. I didn't kick you you out, Andrea.
0: I gave you a choice. I said you can come and move in with me, or you can pay rent. And I said we would pay rent. You
3: have. And that wasn't good enough. Simon was living there. Simon makes fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. He can pay rent. And I said we would pay rent and that was what we no, you want to buy
0: you want to buy trailers? You want to buy you, you, you want to buy trailers when you went on vacation
3: every almost every weekend? Oh yeah.
0: I know, every weekend. I went on four trips.
3: Four? Really? Yeah,
0: two one summer and two the next summer. Oh. Two weekends. Oh,
3: Yeah. She told me she was going to sell one of her cars to help take care of me. I didn't ask her. I've never asked her. Take Have her. I? Have I seriously asked you mom to, to do any of this? Have I?
0: No. Not at all. I've just handed it over. <laughs> i forced, I forced you to live there.
1: Okay. L- let
3: me... Doc, no, this is, like, ridiculous. Seriously. Seriously, this is ridiculous. I haven't done anything to you. Nothing. I didn't do anything to you other than say you needed to pay ra- <clears throat> rent and sign... And, and- then we have, Mom. We have paid rent. We have paid rent, Mom, and we put money into the house.
1: Okay, what do you want?
3: I want her out of my life. And I don't think that that's unfair of me to say that she shouldn't be around my children.
1: Okay, well, you are an adult, mm-hmm. and you have complete control over who you have relationships with and who you don't. So the good news is you want something that you have the ability to choose and create. And this isn't working. Mm-hmm. So... It's 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 tragic. I'm sorry that it's not working. I'm sorry that money has become the focus, the battleground here. I don't think it's about money, but I think that's what the battleground has been chosen to be. And I hope you have a long and, and productive life, but it's not going to be enhanced by the stress that you're experiencing right now. And I think you have to, I'm, I'm telling you that this kind of angst between the two of you is certainly not good for you and it is acutely not good for her so we need to dial down this vitriolic rhetoric and if it means not being around each other then you just need not to be so at this point do you expect her to pay you back money she owes you no because it's not going to happen i know i mean she has the ability she she's just going to have to survive and get along now So whatever money you've invested in your adult child is gone. I mean, hopefully you can be at peace about that. And you can stop the bleeding at this point. You don't have to pay any more money, right? Right. And that's what you want. Right. Okay? And you recognize that right now you can't have a relationship with her because you two just are so resentful towards each other. that, And, you know, one of you is going to die first, and the other one is going to feel really stupid. when it happens any
6: special event vicky has it's vicky's life and part of us getting free rent was we had to kiss her butt she wants to have christmas we have to be there for christmas she wants thanksgiving she plans it at the same time my parents plan theirs my parents change it because vicky wants to have her Well, sister. okay listen
1: this is so dysfunctional at so many levels <laughs> Okay, uh, when we come back, we'll take a look at a poll we did on the DrPhil.com. Okay. you. would like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to DrPhil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. We asked viewers on DrPhil.com who they argued with more, their family or their in-laws. Now, you said 68% fight more with immediate family. Now, with the holidays just ahead and money tight, are you starting to feel stressed about affording Christmas? Look, when you get inside a family... There are so many things that can contribute to the angst. Money is a problem. Time is a problem. There are so many things that can really create difficulties for you. If you're considering canceling Christmas, just saying, look, we just can't do it. Too much stress, too much pressure. We're at each other's throats. There's just no money. Go to drphil.com and tell me why, because we want to help during these difficult times. I want to thank everybody for being here. And remember, you only get one chance one chance when you have a family. If you burn those bridges, it's awful hard to get it back. Thanks for being here. Purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to DrPhil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. We asked viewers on DrPhil.com who they argued with more, their family or their in-laws. Now, you said 68% fight more with immediate family. Now with the holidays just ahead and money tight, are you starting to feel stressed about affording Christmas? Look, when you get inside a family, there are so many things that can contribute to the angst. Money is a problem, time is a problem. There are so many things that can really create difficulties for you. If you're considering canceling Christmas, just saying, look, we just can't do it, too much stress, too much pressure, we're at each other's throats, there's just no money. Go to DrPhil.com and tell me why, because we want to help during these difficult times. I want to thank everybody for being here, and remember, you only get one chance, one chance when you have a family. If you burn those bridges, it's awful hard to get it back. Thanks for being here.